tell you what, looking the guys up front here, having to put on ties when you're on a school day. That's a hard thing to do, and all you lovely young ladies. It's not, you're not hot, are you? Ah, uh, Joe Biden. Creeping out the kids again. Well, happy Friday to you, and uh, welcome once again. I, I hope that uh, where you are, a weekend is coming up. We've got uh, lots of news for you today. Uh, the Democrat Party opened the border and rang the dinner bell last night at midnight. And uh, we're looking at, what are, what are the numbers we're looking at? We're talking 10,000 to 13,000 new arrivals a day, illegals, and the Democrats have orchestrated this, in effect. They've arranged this, and 10,000 a day would be 3.6 million in a year. 13,000 a day would be 4.7 million a year. And uh, the Democrats there, uh, you know, if you, you say anything about it, they call you a racist and they shout at you and... Uh, then they're all depressed because, have you noticed they're all depressed anyway? I, I've actually got a story on this today. Turns out if you're, the more liberal you are, the more depressed you are, which surprises no one. You know, we got, uh, it's, uh, what's her name, Congresswoman Katie Porter raising her nine-year-old daughter. How was, her nine-year-old daughter is probably 10 years old now. Might even be 11 years old now. Because she was, Katie Porter, they had, uh, they were doing a virtual hearing with Greta von Funberg, you know, of the uh, von Funberg group. And uh, the sky is falling. She's one of the child prophets of doom that the Democrat Party has promoted and the left around the world. And uh, Katie Porter, you know, she's raising her her daughter. She has three children, apparently, but she was telling Greta von Funberg during a congressional hearing where they were coming in by Zoom or something. Uh, Katie was at home and Greta von Funberg was on somebody's uh, million-dollar yacht or something. And and uh, let's, uh, let's all get real depressed because... Uh, you know, we're all going to die soon. That was the, the Katie Porter message to her nine-year-old daughter. And that's what they're raising children on in schools and, and on television and in the broader culture that uh, there is nothing but doom around the corner. I told my nine-year-old daughter that I was going to be speaking with you. And I said, what do you think about climate change? And she said, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. Good. And I asked her how that made her feel, and oh. she said it made her feel angry. Which is the answer that Katie Porter was looking for, the Democrat congresswoman from California who's planning on uh, running over Dianne Feinstein and taking her Senate seat, if at all possible. Um, the earth is on fire, and we're all going to die soon. And how does that make you feel? It makes you feel angry. Do you want to loot? Do you want to commit arson? Maybe make Molotov cocktails? Because... You know, these are Democrat activities. They don't make, you know, uh, long ago at, at camp, they would make, uh, you know, Indian wallets and stuff. Now you can't even say those words together anymore. Uh, so now I think they make Molotov cocktails and maybe explosive vests are making the Democrat Party making at school. Completely crazy. Crazy people. They are. Yes, sir. Very, uh, very depressing. And, uh, you know, the weather, the weather is really, the weather outside is frightful. Uh, but, you know, the fire is not delightful because it, it puts smoke into the air and you can't let it snow, let it snow, let it snow because uh, that's going to kill the planet because it's climate change or, or something like that. These people, can I just say these people? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mm-mm-mm. Did you uh, see the story yesterday in the New York Times? An opinion piece. Why are there so many Asian American women named Connie? Why are there so many Asian-American women named Connie? And uh, Michael Piercy brought me this story yesterday. And I said, 
I don't know, because uh, maybe because of Connie Chung. And it turns out that's the conclusion that the New York Times came to. Connie Chung, who was a uh, CBS News reporter and anchor woman, is uh, Chinese American, and and um, she was famous. So uh, there was a period of time in America where a great many Chinese American and other Asian families named their daughters, probably not their sons, Connie. And now the New York Times is here to uh, tell everyone that there are a whole lot of Asian women named Connie. Why? How come, you want to know? Well, because of Connie Chung. She's just had that kind of influence. That's uh, that's the thing. Not a lot of influence as a journalist, but, you know, there was a Dan Rather, CBS News, then the Connie Chung era at uh, CBS News, but, but pay no attention to that. Pay no attention to that. Now, why, um, you know, the, the uh, Katie Porter, member of Congress, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon, right? That's because uh, that's, that's big. That's a key thing. Yes, sir. Amy Klobuchar? Oh, with the uh, with Amy Klobuchar had a funny, uh, had as kind of a funny, <laughs> kind of a funny, depending on your sense of humor. Amy Klobuchar is a, a senator. She's a Democrat. And she's got a uh, book. She's got a book out. And she's trying to sell her book. So naturally, CNN is pitching in and helping the Democrat media. They're pitching in and helping. And Amy Klobuchar had a uh, book, call it a book party, a book, it wasn't, it was, it was, an, she was on stage and there are people in the audience in an auditorium uh, there for Amy Klobuchar. And um, so uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, de- Democrat, has a uh, book and it's called The Joy of Politics, right? It's like the joy of sex. And then there's the joy of politics. That was a big book, The Joy of Sex. And uh, Democrats don't actually enjoy that anymore. The, uh, it's not the normal kind, anyway. And um, the book, The Joy of Politics, holding an event, and it was kind of fascinating because um, Dana Bash of CNN was the host <laughs> of the event. And um, the mob showed up because the mob always shows up because the Democrats are completely crazy and they're crazy about the weather right? and the um, the mob, they're environmentalists, they're radical environmentalists and I think we have two audio sound bites on this, right? And uh, and the, the left-wing mob showed up and they're, because she's just holding an event with her pal Dana Bash because the Democrat Party and the news media are one and the same which is a merger of state and corporate power, but pay no attention to that. And um, the left-wing mob came up on stage, and they weren't violent. They were just disruptive, and they had big banners that they had made up. And they sat down like the glassy-eyed zombie lunatics that they are on the stage, and they interlocked their arms as though that's symbolic of something. And um, and it sounded it sounded kind of like this. I got to this about <laughs> They're talking. It's all normal. They're sitting on the stage and they're chanting, be a climate leader, live your values. Not not that they're self-righteous or preachy or anything like that. 
And, um, you know, the news media is promoting the hell out of the book. Just look around. ABC News is promoting the book and, and Axios is pro- promoting the book and, and uh, the Star Tribune. Everybody's promoting her book because when you're a Democrat, that's uh, the news media fluffs you. That's that's what they do. Now, the climate activists interrupt senators book talk and Occupy stage, you know, the Occupy Wall Street. And uh, they're wearing uh, surgical masks. They, uh, some of them appear to be a bit gender fluid, wouldn't you say? Kind of non-binary, some of that going on. And there's Dana Bash and, uh, and her pal, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and, and Senator Amy Klobuchar and her pal, Dana Bash. And they're sitting on the stage. You may remember that Dana Bash's ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, is one of the signatories to that phony, corrupt uh, 51, the felonious 51 letter, claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation or, or that it sure looked that way. Uh, they're not married anymore, but it's her ex. He was, uh, you know, an Obama administration official, just a political appointee pretending to be an intelligence person. He really wasn't. So the climate activists disrupt the senator's book talk. And it's, you know, it's particularly ironic because the book is called The Joy of Politics. Joy of Politics. So this is, I guess, part of the joy of politics. Now, listen to this. They got religious on us because this is their pseudo-religion. This is their quasi-religion. It's a cult, this whole climate thing. And the apocalypse, the climate apocalypse is coming. Uh, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And that should make you angry, even if you're a nine-year-old. That's what they're raising the next generation to do. They're going to be more uh, inclined to arson and looting than the cur- current generation. So here they are going kind of gospel on us. Of course, they're all atheists, but uh, but they, you know, they, they've invented their own. This is a pseudo-religion, right? And, um, and, and they've got their fake hymns. Which side are you on? Which side are you on, son? Which side are you on? Because they don't have religion, so they create a fake one, and it's uh, environmental radicalism, and it comes with its own invisible man in the sky, right, which is CO2, and their own uh, secular apocalypse, which is uh, climate change and or global warming, depending on what time of year we're talking about. In the summertime, it's global warming. In the wintertime, it's climate change. And uh, we're all going to die soon because the earth is on fire. It's an apocalyptic, an apocalyptic thing. That's your, that's your Democrat Party there. Now, this goes with another story that, uh, that we have uh, for you because um, it really does go hand in glove or uh, fist in mitten or something like that. that um, here's the headline. Liberal youth are far more depressed than their conservative counterparts especially the girls, especially the girls. I had a uh, story for you the other day about the uh, transgender thing. We discovered that at a school. It was a middle school, and the sixth-grade girls were, were secretly conscripted into an LGBTQ group, and they were instructed to not tell their parents. And what they were telling these sixth-grade girls was that if you are not happy with your body, and now we're talking uh, s- girls in sixth grade, how old are you in sixth grade? Like 13 years old, 12 years old. And uh, if you're not happy with your body, then you're probably transgender. And that's a Democrat Party program too, isn't it? Now, here's the, uh, here's the story, and the Washington Post doesn't have it, but the Blaze does. 
Liberal youth are far more depressed than their conservative counterparts, especially the girls, Joseph McKinnon, writing the story. A Columbia University study, Barack Obama went to school there for a while, revealed a striking difference between conservative and liberal teenagers. Conservatives are generally happier than their leftist counterparts. Now, let me let me say that this is true of adults, too. Um, not by a little, but by a significant measure. I don't think Columbia discovered uh, this about adults because they didn't study it. The researchers whose revelatory work was released to little fanfare indicated that while dis- the disparity was striking, the cause was not as easy to pinpoint. I can uh, pinpoint it. I think I, I know what it is. It's uh, liberalism, and they demand that you be miserable about everything from your body to your gender to the weather, and they would say the weather and the climate are different. But, uh, you know, every t- it's, if it's nice, it's going to be real nice out today and warm. Liberals are going to be unhappy about that. It snowed at a, at a couple of places in Colorado a day before yesterday. Liberals are unhappy about that. Their unhappiness spans the globe. They, they, uh, you know, they search the planet for things to be unhappy about. Well, some have since proffered various explanations for the delta. There is a delta, such as the impact of social media or respondents' re- religiosity. That's because conservatives are more likely to have faith and be religious and not be part of this phony apocalyptic death cult of the climate lunatics. There is a growing sense that the progressive mentality is a key depressive factor. The study entitled The Politics of Depression, Diverging Trends in Internalizing Symptoms Among U.S. Adolescents by Political Beliefs. That's a, that's a nice succinct title to have for your paper, wasn't it? Was published in the journal Social Science and Medicine, Mental Health. As this is the name of the journal. They just can't shut up. They just go on and on, right? What's your journal called? It's called the Journal of Social Science and Medicine hyphen Mental Health. Sure. And it appeared in their uh, December uh, edition. But nobody paid any attention to it because it's not good news for the Democrat Party and for liberals. So it was buried by the so-called news media. As the title suggests, epidemiologist Catherine Gimborn and her uh, uh, co-authors analyzed oppressive attitudes between conservative and liberal 12th graders from 2005 to 2018. That's pretty good. That's uh, 13 years. That's more than a decade for Democrats following along. Conservatism was uh, defined as the, uh, in the study as support of individual liberty, right-wing social and religious values, and unregulated free markets. Unregulated. Um, uh, and they're asking uh, 12th graders about this, right? So it makes a lot of sense. This is science. Liberalism was defined as support of equal opportunity. Yeah, because conservatives don't support that, right? Free but semi-regulated markets, civil liberties, and social justice. Yeah, because conservatives aren't in favor of civil liberties. So the whole premise is a lie. But nevertheless, if you signed up as a liberal, you're more likely to want to open a vein. And that's the, that's the key to the study. And then you hear Katie Porter, uh, you know, telling her nine-year-old daughter, telling her nine-year-old daughter that, um, you know, the, uh, the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And that's, and that's what happens with the, because uh, liberalism is depressing <clears throat> and conservatism is, uh, is not. I'm the happiest guy in the world. You know, just, we just leave me alone. Is that too much to ask? It turns out that is too much to ask. 
But uh, and 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 of course the the people conducting the study, Columbia University, they got no attention at all because this does not conform with the narrative. They should do another one on self-harm and uh, body image and fear of the climate apocalypse. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I went and found uh, Columbia University. They have a Columbia magazine. It's on Al Gore's amazing internet. Why depression? Because it's not just uh, teenagers who are liberal. It turns out it's uh, everybody who's liberal. Why depression rates are higher among liberals. I think I know why. It's that terrible aroma, uh, for one thing. That's, that's one. Columbia researchers look at the politics of despair, and uh, they type American adults who identify as politically liberal have long reported lower levels of happiness and psychological well-being than conservatives. I've noticed that, too. A trend that mental health experts suspect is at least partly explained by liberals' tendency to spend more time worrying about stress-inducing topics like racial justice. Well, they should, uh, you know, you're the party of the Klan and Jim Crow. Maybe that you should feel guilty. Racial injustice, income inequality, gun violence, and climate change. Well, first of all, stop shooting all those people. That'd uh, go a long way, I think. And stop being racists. And you should give all your money to uh, poor people. And mentally ill people on the subway. I think that'd make you feel better. You'd be a lot happier then. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Because we have uh, smart people everywhere uh, listening to our humble radio broadcast and beyond, Will called in to say, you know, these radical environmentalists that disrupted Amy Klobuchar's Dana Bash event with their environmental fanaticism, doing their, um, their chant that sounds like a pseudo-religious hymn. Yeah. Turns out this, which side are you on?
The uh, the left winger Pete Seeger used to uh, sing this. Which side are you on? But it was actually written. This is at the Amy Klobuchar book party that they disrupted. Now, this is, uh, turns out, a song written in 1931 by a leftist activist by the name of Florence Reese, the wife of Sam Reese. Back then, they shared last names. A uh, Sam Reese, a uh, radical leftist union organizer for the United Mine Workers. They're workers. That's how they call them, workers. And became an anthem of the labor movement and these brainwashed, glassy-eyed zombies of the environmentalist left showed up to disrupt Amy Klobuchar's The Joy of Politics book party uh, and make it less joyful, to the point where eventually she and Dana Bash had to flee the stage, had to flee the stage because of the mental illness that is so ubiquitous among left-wing lunatics across this great land of ours. Which side are you on? <clears throat> they're, they're keeping it alive, man, the 1930s. You know, it's a communist movement, the whole 1930s uh, thing, but pay no attention to that. No, it's just socialist. Vladimir Lenin famously said the goal of socialism is communism. The goal of socialism is communism. Benito Mussolini famously said that fascism is a merger of state and corporate power. Not that we see that everywhere around us today with the Democrat Party and the information oligarchs or anything like that. Pay no attention. Yeah, and it turns out not only are liberal youth more depressed than their conservative counterparts, but as I suspected, and I went and found it right away thanks to Al Gore, uh, liberal adults are much more likely to be depressed and miserable because it's kind of required That's right. Uh, Carbuncle Fetterman was in the hospital for how long? For like months. He's massively depressed because he's got a lot of reason, I think, for that. Don't you think? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to the telephones. We haven't gone to the telephones quite a while. Let's. Uh, and in a little bit, we're going to get back to New York with the, uh, you know, uh, crazy arrested, 42, 44 times mentally ill lunatic, street lunatic that the Democrats threw out in the street to fend for himself. Um, you got uh, John Fetterman talking about it, it. It goes to what we're discussing here. This is uh, the senator who, uh, like, is a member of the Adams family, and thanks to the news media, he was able to win a Senate seat over a very telegenic, uh, talented heart surgeon, professor of of uh, thoracic surgery, and um, television star, and uh, Pennsylvania got the. Carbuncle, uh, Adams family guy. You get inspiration from people like Lincoln and Churchill who struggle with depression yeah. their whole lives and yet fought through it and changed the world. I would say there's almost kind of like a nobility to it. Kind of a nobility to it. Yeah. To depression. Yeah, to depression. No, depression is noble. If you're a leftist, I think that uh, is it a is it a, a, a mental affliction, a mental ailment, and there's a nobility to it. That's, yeah. That's why they buy tickets to the John Hinckley concerts and, and buy John Hinckley t-shirts. There's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of people who are not, uh, not very well at all. 
I went, um, I went looking for the, any more evidence of depression uh, among uh, Democrats. And uh, so I went to the Union of Very, Very Worried Scientists. Are you familiar with the Union of Very, Very Worried Scientists? Actually, they're called the Union of Concerned Scientists because they're concerned. But they've been concerned for a lot of years now. So at this point, I think they've got to be very, very worried. They've got to be the union of very, very worried scientists. All right, but I, I'm digressing again. Let's go to, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's, um, let's go. We are going to get back to the New York City subway incident. Right now, let's go to Dave. Let's go to Dave calling from Burtonsville, Maryland. Dave, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. Um, I've been meaning to sign up for Newsmax, but I've been putting it off. And when I heard you were going to be on it, I said, well, I've got to sign up. So my wife and I watched you for the first time last night, and you were terrific. But we were both laughing because they have to give you a bigger set. It's, it almost looks like uh, you and your four best friends uh, got together in a two-man tent. It's just, And then you throw <laughs> Matthew Whitaker in there, who's the size of a house to begin with. I love that guy. He's, uh-huh. he's a conservative's conservative. What a great man. And, it just, and we both laughed. We said, you're going to have to give Chris a bigger set for this. But what I, what I wanted to tell you is that I think TV needs a lot more of what you do than they have. Your acerbic wit, your, your ability to practice um, sarcasm so well is, is needed on television. I think sarcasm is the anti-venom for wokeness because it forces people to, to look and go, yeah, that, that was a really stupid thing to say. Yeah, not now in light of it, you know, the woke position is really dumb when, when they're faced with a sarcastic person like, like you are. And I just felt like you were holding back because it's a different medium. But what you do on the radio, do more of that on TV because you're, you're absolutely fabulous. You keep me laughing all the time when I listen, and your points are, are excellent. So great show. Love it. If I could make one request, that would be that you get, um, like, Victor Davis Hanson on as a guest one night. Maybe you could talk him into flying out. It's a, he's an older guy, and it's a long flight coast to coast. Maybe he could spend a week. Maybe you could be the guest every night for five days, like a steady guest. And I bet you could also get Greg Gutfeld on, too, because you guys would mesh really, really well. He's, he's a practitioner of sarcasm as well. That is uh, that is great stuff, Dave. I, I appreciate your call uh, very much. I'm glad you watched last night. I've got to say, we, we started the show on Monday night, and um, tonight will be night five, which means that last night was night four. Uh, and and I've got to say, we're uh, we're we're still you know getting to know you. We're in the getting to know you phase at uh, Newsmax, me and Newsmax, and the producers of the show, and and so on. Um, I, I should say that tonight we've got Carrie Lake on. Uh, on the set, and Matt Whitaker um, was great last night. You're you're absolutely right about him. Uh, he was wonderful, and uh, and he's and he's funny and smart and clever, and and he is. He played football at Iowa and uh, stuff, but he's he's a great guy. And Kerry Lake tonight, who is just wonderful. Um, we are. It, it is. Uh, there are five of us at a table. Uh, two people to my right, two people to my left. I'm in the center square, and uh, and we're still sorting through some of the mechanics of uh, television versus radio. Um, there is a lot of discussion about, well, more me, you know, more, more me. <laughs> There's a lot of discussion about that. But I, uh, I, like, your, uh, I like your assessment, Dave. You're, uh, you're funny and uh, clever, and I'm very happy that you're watching. And Newsmax is great. Um, Greg Gutfeld, I think, is under contract with Fox News and probably not welcome to go on a Newsmax. They are 
um, uh, having discussions at at uh, Newsmax about Tucker Carlson, and the future remains to be seen, as we used to say uh, in the news business. But but uh, yeah, I'm glad you signed up for Newsmax, and and the app is great. It's on uh, cable systems everywhere. Uh, although I think still not RCN or, or whatever that is. And, um, uh, and I thank you for watching. And, and listen, we're, we're still warming up, honestly, still getting some at-bats behind us and uh, getting uh, relaxed and getting comfortable. And, and it's true, radio is a different beast than television. Uh, and also, and the other thing, Dave, is that I'm sharing the airwaves with you right now. Right, You're, you're my guest and our listeners are our guests on this radio show, uh, but but I otherwise this is a solo act. You know, I'm I'm in a one man airplane uh, for three hours a day here, and it is a it's a different it's a different format, and I'm I'm still uh, getting to know it. You know, Dave. Yeah, there you are a super welcome addition to TV, and we'll be watching you every night. Thank you, Chris. Thanks Thank you, for Dave. Being there, we we need you. Thanks right. very much. Thanks, I appreciate it, Dave. You're uh, you're great. You're a great American. Are you great? And so, you know, our listeners are, are so great and um, um, might be racist, but articulate. You know, I think articulate is the thing. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to another phone call because I've been going here for a little bit. Let's go to John calling from Gainesville, Virginia. John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Uh, just uh, wanted to, uh, you know, touch uh, touch on that situation going on in New York City with that uh you know, former Marine veteran who's uh, getting railroaded. Uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm a former Marine myself. I guess there's no former Marines, but, you know, I'm a, you know, for, I guess ex-Marine or however you want to say it, but uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the guy is, is uh, you know, on the subway train, he tries to, you know, protect people from this guy acting like a poop. And somehow now it's turned into a racial issue and he's, you know, now facing criminal charges. And it's just, it, it's unbelievable how, how everything is made into race. You know, nobody cares what this guy's background was as far as his criminal history or anything like that. And we're just going to now run with this racial component. And uh, and I think that it, it's, it's it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. And you notice you see the video, you see the, you know, you see the last end of it when the guy's already at ground. Well, the guy didn't just magically end up on the ground. Something had transpired before that for him to get on the ground with the guy. Uh, and none of that video comes out because obviously – the guy did something wrong. I mean, this guy didn't just grab the guy and, and get him on the ground for no reason. So uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, the uh, the uh, individual that uh, died, and it's tragic that he died, of course, uh, Jordan Neely, 30 years old, a uh, long and tragic history in his personal life. His mother was the victim of a murder. She was murdered when he was young. And uh, Jordan Neely has been arrested uh, either 42 or 44 times, depending on which uh, count uh, you prefer. He's uh, obviously got uh, serious mental issues. And the solution in New York State, New York City, is to grab him by the scruff of the neck and the belt and throw him out onto the sidewalk to fend for himself. And you have uh, uh, dimwits like the Reverend Al Charlatan uh, talking about how he's a beloved member of the community who impersonates Michael Jackson. And... You know, that's uh, fine. You know, uh, John Hinckley uh, plays the acoustic guitar, but that doesn't make him the uh, winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, like, you know, Barack Obama, before he bombed eight countries. But you're right, of course, about the, uh, you know, that look, look uh, John, his being a Marine, uh, Daniel Penny, 
his being a Marine actually works against him with the left. It actually works against him with uh, Democrats because they have uh, contempt and disdain for for uh, the American military, for men in general. You know, I mean, it's uh, the game I play, John, is is if you ask a liberal, like it's a game show or something, you say blank masculinity, blank masculinity. John, what do you think the answer is that every Democrat gives? I think it begins with an F and ha- ends with a K. Well, yeah, to- <laughs> toxic. It begins. It is toxic. They, they've, okay, well, toxic. Okay, I, 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 they, I, they, I can go with that. But it- they've coined the phrase toxic masculinity. They're anti-masculinity. They're anti-maleness. They believe that maleness is a negative. And they see the Marine Corps because, you know, generally speaking, uh, liberals don't join the Marine Corps. You know, you might vote Democrat. You might uh, call yourself a Democrat in the Marine Corps, but but you're uh, uh, you're not a liberal if you're in the Marine Corps. And, and uh, so the left, they resent the United States Marine Corps. They resent the United States military. They, they're right now, the Biden administration, the Democrats, are trying to convert it into a, like an all-transgender force. Uh, the United States Navy with the transgender recruitment uh, effort. Uh, forget about Bud Light. The United States Navy is is heavily engaged in that. But I but I'm uh, digressing again. Listen, uh, Jordan Neely was was tragically killed. But what the Democrats like to leave out. And here's a New York Times headline today: Subway killing of Jordan Neely stuns, comma and divides, comma New Yorkers. They you know, and that's because the Democrats, as you said, John, have already racialized it. They've racially divided the uh, the issue. Because uh, Jordan Neely, the mentally ill, uh, arrested more than 40 times guy, um, who was threatening to murder people on the subway train, uh, he's the Democrat hero of the story, right? And the Marine, and oh, and he was black. I, this, I was uh, forget to do the important Democrat thing. Jordan Neely, black, and then Daniel Penny, white, a former Marine, 24 years old. Uh, a woman told Daniel Penny on the train that uh, Jordan Neely was threatening to murder people. And that's when Daniel Penny and another uh, uh, rider on the train, who is African-American, went to contain and restrain Jordan Neely while the driver of the train called 911. Now Daniel Penny has surrendered uh, in New York, and it looks like he's going to be charged with second-degree manslaughter or uh, some variation on uh, that theme. And, and I, uh, John, uh, stick around because I've got more to say about this story uh, coming up. There's a lot more to say about this because this has much broader cultural implications and, and it's what the Democrats are doing to the whole country. This is a metaphor for what the Democrats are doing to the country. John, uh, thank you. Um, uh, Uga, and uh, I'm saluting you, Marine. Uh, God bless you and God bless America and God save us all. You know that you can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses, with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier, which uses Oxy technology, Oxy technology, technology sends out O3 molecules into the air in your home, in your office. O3 molecules seek out odors and air pollutants, and, and the molecules d- destroy the nasty odors. It doesn't mask or cover up bad odors and pollutants like a spray can. It eliminates them. It's called the Thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home, your office, and provides you with pure, fresh air, just like after a thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 American on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You're going to get three units for under $200. You can hold one in your hand right here like this. 
That's a fraction of the cost compared with some other air purifiers that can go for more than $600 each. So you can put one in your basement, your your bedroom, your kitchen, your your smelly teenager's room, anywhere you like to breathe clean, fresh air. And with this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com on Al Gore's amazing internet. Put in the discount code CHRIS to save 200 bucks. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS and shipping is free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get to the New York um, subway situation. Uh, because this is a, an almost perfect metaphor for what the Democrats are doing to the country from coast to coast. We are at 888-630-9625. Let's go, to, uh, let's go back to the phones once again. Let's go to Brian calling from uh, beautiful downtown Potomac, Maryland. Brian, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I feel like you and the last caller almost had it right. They, uh, the leftists don't want to ban toxic masculinity. What they want to ban is the uh, self-defense as a human right. And uh, they just want to try and steamroll and have DA uh, prosecutors, uh, Soros-picked uh, prosecutors, send this guy uh, to uh, jail as a message and railroad him before the lynch mob. Uh, I think that's entirely correct as well. I, I wouldn't disagree with a syllable of that. That's, uh, you know, Alvin Bragg and uh, Soros prosecutor, another one. You know, these Soros prosecutors have gotten more people killed over the, the last handful of years, haven't they, across the country in St. Louis, Chicago, and San Francisco, and so many other places. And why the hell is George Soros spending all this money getting radical left-wing prosecutors who don't prosecute crime, but they prosecute citizens and police officers, you know, they've pulled the sock of civilization inside out, haven't they, Brian? And you're 100% right that they don't believe in a person's right to self-defense. As a human right, as a legal right, uh, they don't believe in that. And they want to, and, and I do want to talk more about this, and I'm going to talk more about this. And we will be talking a good deal more about this on uh, uh, my Humble News, Newsmax program tonight uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern time as well. Already talking to the producers there, but you're right. They don't believe in a person's right to self-defense, but they defend criminals. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.